Hello and welcome to the stupid fucking podcast the government makes me do. Brought to you by the government, apparently. Joining me as always for professional loser napkin diaper. Across from me is the ever whatever, but somewhat, you know, you dust bunny. And then to the left we have, uh, fuck it. And finally, I'm over this shit. Alright, whatever, let's get to the fuck it bucket. Gazoon tight. <laughs> Oh man, Corey, you know... You just called this podcast the fuck it bucket? No, the Jubber Report is the fuck it bucket. Yeah, that's the oh, fuck it bucket. that's right, that's right. We're in the bucket. We're in, we're in the bucket. The I like it. The podcast name is the stupid fucking podcast. That's it. <laughs> this I, uh, stupid fucking podcast. I hope you're all ready to be chugging the Juggy Report. <laughs> what? Chugging, <laughs> chugging the Juggin Report? Right. Chugging the Juggy. Right. I hope it's a gallon. Let's chuggy go. the Juggy. Chugging the Juggy. It's a gallon and a half. Man! Yo, we're him on about Mike Bortles. Man, he sucks. Man, he can't throw the football. I'm glad he's gone. Well, guess what, folks? The Jags have had their worst three-game stretch offensively in franchise history since his departure. Praise Blake. Join the church. <laughs> Join the church of Blake? The Blake Bortles church. Oh, man. Yeah. Bortlesism. Bortalism. That, Bortalism. That, that team's getting worse. Okay, but it's not like Blake Nobody, was helping it. No, they've but already. Like, I mean, they've already given up, man. It, they're going to trade Jalen. But it's a good meme. It's over. It's over for <laughs> but them. But it's a really good meme because they've been worse since he's been. It is. A, it is a good meme. I will say that. It's a I good can't meme. wait for the Joe Flacco to be the starter there. <laughs> it's happening. Maybe he's going to go from one Ravens team to another Ravens team. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable man and franchise savior Nick Foles has been named a starter next week, and Carson Wentz will be put on IR. Will not be put on IR, which is like I guess that kind of makes sense. I don't know. Mm. But the most important thing is that it's Eagles Super Bowl time, baby. Oh. Let's go. We have the return of. Go ahead and do it, Justin. Big Nick. There we go. He's back. I loved it. I was so happy when he started playing well last night. <laughs> when he came back and they took the lead, I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Is he actually going to do it again? He's right? going to take over the exact same week, and they're going to win out, and they're going to go to the playoffs? I, I don't even know what to do. Like, what, what, his superpower, because he, he looked like shit at the beginning of the year. He did. He looked really bad. Maybe he just needed. Maybe he just needs like fourteen weeks to charge. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a really low quality Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick charges up after one week. Nick Foles needs like twelve. But then he lasts long enough right, to win lasts, you a Super Bowl. Yeah, then he lasts longer. Yeah, Energizer Bunny. Right. Apparently, the perpetually angry man Bill Belichick actually dished, dished out some praise on Sunday after his loss to the Steelers. Good old Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted after the game, quote, Crazy to have Coach Belichick, a legendary coach I've watched my whole life, come up to me after the game and tell me how he respects my game and how I play. Go get him, Juju. I'm proud of this kid. He's good. He's a good boy. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Juju. That's how Palpatine brainwashed Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. I'll, okay, so I, I, have a, I have a little thing on my phone. It's not a, a video. Just a, It's just a little picture I have. Okay. Okay. I want Matt to answer me. I want Matt to tell me what this is. All right? He's going <laughs> to tell me what it is. I'll, I'll, for you audio listeners, which is all of you, I'll explain what it is. I just want Matt to tell me what this is. 
that that's oh no that's a that's a triangle and um what what are the distinct characteristics of a triangle um well there there's uh three pointies so three pointies so if if you wanted to you could realistically put three different objects yeah on, on each uh on each corner right yeah no no you could the triangle is reversed <laughs> Woo! There it is, folks. Let's go! There it is, folks. Bad pod boys were right. We called it in week two. We knew it it was going to happen. We knew it. And then we knew it again whatever week the Patriots played the Chiefs. Damn it! It was, it's been, Pat Mahomes threw the ball so hard, it changed the polarity of the AFC. Oh, my goodness. I hate it. Oh, because now, now the Ugh. Chiefs are going to play against the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> after we lose to the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, and man. And the Patriots get the home game. Oh, no. Oh. I don't think you guys are going to lose to the Seahawks, though. I got one more story. It's about good old Eli Manning. Oh, no. The man's still starting next week. And I think nobody's surprised at this point, even though after they've... They, uh, it didn't really score. No, they didn't score a single point, did they? No. <laughs> this was this was the week. This happened the week after a report came off that said Eli Manning playing himself back onto the roster next season. Uh, he was for a while, but then you know, getting but shut it's out. It's already said. It's hard. They're already well, stuck. This is true. Look on the bright side. Uh, they weren't the only team to get shut out this week. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the fact that up until the Skins, Cowboys, and Giants combined for one touchdown? That's insane. And the Redskins actually won. And the, <laughs> and the team that won, yeah, was the Redskins. Get him, Josh Johnson. God, what a legend. <laughs> Jeremy Sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> the only cowboy slash Redskins slash Giant that scored a touchdown yesterday was Jeremy Sprinkle. That Josh Johnson, Jeremy Sprinkle connection, y'all knew. Yo. Y'all didn't I, know, that's actually. My, that's my, yeah, week, that's my uh, round seven, round eight uh, duo in fantasy next year. <laughs> I'm taking Josh Johnson and then Jeremy Sprinkle right after it. They're gonna they're gonna combine for 15 touchdowns, or they'll combine for one. Oh, dude! Last year, or they'll combine for one. The Broncos got eliminated from playoff contention yesterday. Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew that they, they. Oh yeah, they. they the, but they lost to the Browns. They were done. They are out. All right. Yeah. Okay. The seven new teams that got knocked out of playoff contention were Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Packers, Lions, Bucks, and Falcons. Salute. To your service. I didn't think the Giants got eliminated. They did. Unfortunately. Yeah, I thought... Fad Pod Boys were right about the Falcons. Yep. Well, some of us were. I can't remember which one of us said they weren't going to be terrible. I said they go 10-6. I mean... 9-7, 10-6, something you like want, that. It, still, it, was, it was definitely helped along by the fact that they just... Got injured. Got injured. I yeah, the injured, the but year. then they didn't, they didn't do enough again, like we said. Who cares that... Actually, Julio Jones leads the league in reception yardage, I guess. Yeah. But, like, it's not going to win you football games. Nope. Calvin Ridley, that was a good draft pick. I mean, sure. Not for what you needed. But they probably would have much rather have Jairi Alexander on their team right now rather than Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure glad I have Jairi Alexander on my team. Right, exactly, right? He's so good. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Not that, hey, Calvin Ridley's probably going to be really good, and if the Falcons' DBs were healthy, they'd probably be a lot better. I had them going 8-8, eight and eight, I think, in my predictions. Mine was, I think, 8-8, eight eight too. I think I had them in 8-8. Eight eight. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I had Carolina going, like, 2-14. Two and, two and 
It feels like they should be two and fourteen. Right, right now they they look like a two and fourteen football team. Also, time bubble. We're doing this uh, before the Saints Panthers game because Corey refuses to speak to any living person while the Saints are playing. It's understandable. I'm not the only one that did that this year. Just so we we're all clear. Did I do here. that? No, nope. I Matt did it. Did oh, you did that. Well, in your case, I don't blame you because I feel like had you been here during that Chiefs Rams game, I don't think I don't know what would have happened. I think you would have just. There was an earlier game in the season too. I'm pretty sure. We we were, we did the Denver Bronco Chiefs game, live. They were here. Was I here for that one? Yeah, we we know. we we actually recorded that game like live. Not recorded it live, but we recorded the episode during that game. So, I mean, you know, it's whatever. Sometimes game games be like our game, like the Steeler game against the Buccaneers. I didn't care. I was like, eh, whatever. Just put it on in the background. Just make sure I can't see the monitor because they'll play better if I can't see them because they know I'm watching. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my type of mentality. So let's talk about Thursday, Matt. Oh, uh, breaking news. Uh, Kendall Fuller might not miss any time despite having to go into surgery on his wrist. Kendall oh, Fuller? good. He can yeah. He can uh, talk with Orlando Scandrick pre-snap on every play and let Mike Williams go uncovered again. Yeah. That's what we're in for. Uh, do we really want to talk about uh, Thursday? Oh, here, okay, the only thing I want to talk about is this. I mean, I got a lot to say. All right. Well, here's here's what. How about this? How about I say this? You say first, and then I say second. Sure. This isn't the first. I wish this was an original idea that I came up out of my brain, but it isn't. But I think it's the most perfect example of not why the Chiefs lost that game, but something that has happened over the course of this year as to why maybe the Chiefs haven't won as big as they should have, and a couple games with they probably should have won. Pat Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL. Okay. All right. Before the game, Steph Curry, for those of you that aren't basketball fans, uh, Steph Curry, his, like, pregame routine is, like, he literally puts on, like, a one-man show. Like, he dribbles, like, three basketballs at once. He'll sit at, like, the opponent's bench and shoot from the bench and make it. He'll go up into, like, the stands or in, the in like, the tunnel, and he'll make shots, and people... People literally come to, like, watch him warm up. It's kind of like Odell. Right? People come to watch Odell warm up, and he catches, like, one-handed passes and goofy stuff, and he gives balls to fans and stuff. And during games, there will be a couple times, a couple times in certain games, you know, maybe they're playing, like, the Pistons, where Steph just, like, heaves one from, like, 40 for no reason. They're winning by 20. He just heaves it, and it goes in. And people are like, oh, my God. And I faint. I fall out of my chair because I love Steph Curry. <laughs> But Steph, in the big games and in the big moments, he doesn't take the circus shot. Like, he takes the best possible best option, even if it's not him individually. Steph knows to not always look for the home run. There's been a couple times this year where Pat should not have went for the home run. Not that that's the reason why the Chargers lost. The Chiefs. I'm sorry, the Chiefs. That wasn't the reason they lost. But there were moments in that game where, especially like when when they had the ball with the like late in the fourth quarter, not like the final drive when when they went nowhere, but like last couple drives they had in the fourth quarter, where he's deliberately like 
looking downfield as opposed to really all you need to do at this point in the game is just get a couple first downs. You're down, you're up 14 points. I know that like, obviously like that's not, that's never going to change. That's who he is. But I just think there are specific moments where, and that's, and, and this idea came from Chris Carter on first things first. He said, Pat needs to learn to just, just a couple times. You don't need to get rid of that. Cause we talked about that before, right? where you need to make sure Andy Reid doesn't coach that out of him because that's what makes him so special. But there still needs to be moments where Andy doesn't have to tell him, hey, man, just get a first down. We need six yards, get six. Don't try to get 36. And, I feel like that's a thing that might come with, like, experience. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. He's going to learn it. What I'm saying <sighs> is, is that I feel like there's been a couple times this year where – now, sometimes it works. Sometimes it just works out. Like the game against Baltimore, right? Where he just, like, he did the I call the I called it the fuck it play, where he just runs over. He's like, all right, where's Tyreek? And he just throws I feel, it. I feel like that that particular play is a little different it than like different. having the game in control. That was games on the line needing to make a play, and those okay, kind of right. moments are different. Yeah, you're right. This was a game where he was in control, and literally all you needed was a couple first downs. And there are just a couple times where he still might throw it short, but that's never the first place he looks. He always tries to look like, okay, it's almost like he's addicted to the big play. He like he like he thrives off of it. Like he, that's what that's what kind of like gets his rocks off. Is like he loves the crazy backyard play or the deep throw, no look pass, sidearm around a, a body that's jumping at him, which is crazy. Like that's why he's Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry does things that other players can't do. Pat Mahomes does things other players can't do. But in certain moments, Steph doesn't... Steph doesn't take the circus shot from 40 when the Warriors are only up by two and there's a minute and a half left in the game. He doesn't take that shot. So, that's that's the only thing I wanted to say. Obviously, like I said a couple times, that's not the reason why they lost. I just think that there were a couple moments this year where that arose and it either hurt them but didn't cost them or happened and might have altered the flow of the game. But I want to know what you have to say about the Chargers-Chiefs game. The Chargers-Chiefs game? Well, okay. <laughs> Shively, I'm sorry. I apologize. <clears throat> Clearing the throat. Okay. This was the first loss that felt like a Chiefs loss. <laughs> <laughs> It totally did, too. Oh, it totally did. Uh, because in the Patriots game, we were able to score. Maybe we scored too fast, but we were able to come back. We were down. We were able to come back. Scrappy. That game was back and forth. I, that game was back and forth, and things happened that I came away from that game that even though we lost, had we gotten the ball one more time or had it been at home or anything else, they could have won. Okay. The okay. game, the game against the Rams, way back and forth. Skandrick drops the game-winning interception. They go down, they score again. We throw the interception at the end, but it was still back and forth. And you felt like coming out of that game, the Chiefs should have won that on the neutral site. Could have won it if it wasn't like the big LA thing. Mm -hmm. And I still felt good about the team. And then. That close game against the Ravens last week, they're blitzing a bunch. They're doing a bunch of things. All right, we had to come back. 
The Ravens are a legitimately good team. That's why, you know, they played they played hard, number one scoring defense, able to come back, make a couple, you know, Pat Mahomes plays, throw it into a spot he knows Tyreek can get yeah. to, blah, 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 makes plays. There's just so many bad things that happen in this Chargers game, dude. I, you know, all week, big home game, prime time, Eric Berry coming back, looking to seal the AFC West. We've beaten the Chargers nine times in a row. All the momentum, all the emotion should have been with them. The stadium didn't feel loud enough. It's almost like some of the fans knew it was about to happen at times. Um, the play calling by Andy Reid started getting way too conservative. Like you talk about throwing like the short passes and he stuff. Was, he was playing Marty ball. He started playing Marty ball. Now it worked in the first half because the way the chargers were bringing heat, the answer to that heat was screens. So a lot of the big offense from the chiefs in the first half or first quarter, whatever were on screen plays because the chargers were sending six seven people all outing trying to sell on Mahomes and then he just dips it over Damian Williams Daryl Williams Tyreek Hill whoever is open on the screen and then they would go down the field like 40 50 yards Demetrius Harris there's a bunch of people (laughs) just as a side note we were watching the game at b-dubs with our other Chiefs friend Tobin and every single time Pat Mahomes threw the ball to Harris he's like you should be cut don't ever throw the ball to him (laughs) It was kind of funny. I, that is, I mean, he used to drop everything that came his way. He's gotten a little better this year, but then he had a couple drops in that game. Anyway, um, so you have the screenplay that was working, getting us down the field, doing whatever. Um, and then the defense was doing it up. They got to they got to Rivers, I think, four or five times in the first half. Uh, Chris Jones got his tenth sack in a row. Like, he's only, I think, because Aaron Donald didn't get a sack last night. I don't think he did. All right, so Chris Jones uh, is still two and a half or three sacks behind him, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, D. Ford got a sack. Eric Berry lived it up. I loved the first defensive snap. Oh, I can't even tell you how much I loved watching Eric Berry safety blitz. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Going into this game, I was like, man, this is... I, I was convinced the Chiefs were going to win this game. Because this is one of those games where, like, you have Eric Berry back. It's his first game back. It's really emotional. Tony's there. Like... Oh, yeah, I forgot. It was Tony Gonzalez ring of honor night. He got he beat the drum. He did the drum beat as the team was coming in. Right. This, this feels like a night where they should have just won. Two things were happening simultaneously. All of the Chiefs reverse juju... That they do on themselves. But at the same time, like, Phillip Rivers almost pulled a Phillip Rivers. Like he always does against the Chiefs. Where he just chokes. Yeah, he... So you almost had, like, you had, like, both things happening. Two first half interceptions. This, right! Like, I was sitting there, I was, like, I was looking at our other friend. I'm like, dude, like, what is up with him when he plays you guys? And he's like, I don't know. He plays like garbage. He plays like absolute garbage when he plays us. And then... Hey, uh, Keenan Allen got injured again. <laughs> Against the Chiefs, um, and he was on pace. I saw Corey visibly wince right when Keenan Allen went up because well, he had flashbacks. Yeah, it was it was a rib injury, I guess. Uh, I don't know what the it came out and said it was or whatever, but that was 
like a few years ago when he had the ruptured kidney he was like holding like where his kidney is i'm like fuck that's his kidney again mm. luckily i don't think it was no but... it wasn't no and i guess it's not but uh, too serious cause right before that happened literally right before that happened i turned to nathan i'm like you know i'm really upset that mike williams is just this role player guy that catches these oh my god he... big Corey totally did say that, and then Keenan Allen went out, and Mike Williams had the game of his life. He really did. Two touchdowns and the two-point conversion. Oh, my God. That was, like, profound. So, right. The Chiefs do what they've done all season. They're outscoring opponents, like, 63-7 to seven in the first quarter. I think they yes. said something like that. It's pretty insane. And then uh, in the second quarter, they had one drive for a three and out. Let the Chargers come back. The Chargers should have taken the lead in the second half, but they're – second drive into the red zone we got that second interception kendall fuller with a broken hand jumps up in the air and gets an interception and then the second half starts <laughs> and the chiefs won the toss they deferred whatever 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 they uh three and out give the ball to the chargers they go down they score the chiefs come back they get their only sustained drive of the second half doing part two three Holding calls on the Chargers. I I couldn't believe it. Like I, one, I've never seen the ref in the refs in the Chiefs' pockets before. I was like, hell yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for karma later on. Uh, but yeah, that was the only sustained drive they had in the second half. Uh, Mahomes hit overthrown, underthrows. There was a drop pass. Uh, Damian and Daryl, Daryl Williams and Damian Williams, our running yes. backs are both named Williams and start with D, so it gets confusing for Almost me. Almost every touchdown scored in that game was by someone named Williams. Yeah, it, well, it was Daryl both times. It oh, and Dar Mike Williams. And then Mike Williams. Yeah, Williams, the Williams-Williams-Williams connection. It was the Williams Bowl. Oh, and there's Tyrell Williams that's the slot receiver for the Chargers yes. also. That's four Williams. Who is the fourth Chargers touchdown? Uh... Because there was three Mike Williams. It one was, it one was, a, was a rushing into Jackson. Catching. Okay. It was Jackson. The third, that whatever their third. I can't remember. Justin Jackson, I think is his name? Yeah. yeah the He's rushing. the third string running back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. About to be second string. Yeah. Well, no. Well, up, no, Austin Eckler's really Austin good. No, he's moving up that depth chart. No, I think. Austin no. Eckler's like a Tariq Cohen yeah. uh, scrappy Eckler's going to be on the, the roster just because of his role. Yeah, mm. I mean, I can see. I'm not thinking. But they have value in Jackson. No, right. no, 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 they have value in Jackson. And like, uh, and the Damian and Daryl Williams played really well. Looked like our running backs weren't missing a beat with Spencer Ware being out. Um, we, that one sustained drive, score, go back up. And then the defense just went into a hole. There were no sacks. I don't think there was a, a sack in the fourth quarter. I think there was in the third quarter. That's why I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, I, I didn't want to say second half entirely, but every time the Chargers were in a hole, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, fucking 90-year-old Antonio Gates gets open and puts a juke move on, on Ron Parker. I don't even know how you fucking let that bullshit happen. Oh, man. And the entire second half is just trashed here by the defense. The, I I was trying to look for the play to like show you guys to like because I don't know um, if you've seen it or had it talked about. Or I think I mentioned it in group chat. Mm -hmm. There was it happened more than once, but there was one distinct moment in the first half 
that uh, Eric that showed the power of Eric Berry, if you will. Okay. Because uh, again, the defense played really well in the first half. They got sacks, two interceptions, and they actually forced a punt. Mm-hmm. All right. There, there was a distinct play on a big third down where the defense is lined up. The Chargers come up to the line. Defense comes out. You see Eric Berry in his safety spot overhead, over top, looking like he's going to play like one deep or whatever. He 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 reads what the offense is doing. He uh, comes in a little bit, looks to Skandrick, starts yelling at Skandrick, and points at him to move. He tells Skandrick to move when Skandrick should be reading the offense himself and realizing what he needs to do. He forces Skandrick to move. And then as Skandrick moves, he forcibly, like, he grabs Fuller and shifts him himself. (laughs) Eric Berry shifts Fuller himself and yells at him. And then you hear him yelling at the linebackers. And then he takes a couple steps back. The play happens and they got to stop. Yeah. He's the best player on that defense. What what happens in the second half? Uh, they don't have that voice, and Skandrick doesn't understand what football is anymore. Kendall Fuller is a good corner at times. I don't know how to explain it because he he's really good until he's not. Like I don't know how to explain. It. And Steven Nelson has been sneaky good, and I can't. I just can't get over the fact that like this is why like. Uh, Sometimes I uh, brag about it, and I, or other people like look to it. You know, our defense, pro football focus, our defense. We have two of our corners are in the top fifteen. Yeah, we have uh, Chris Jones, D Ford, Justin Houston in the top twenty. We we have like a shit ton of defense players in pro football focus that are rated extremely high, but our defense just fucking blows, and. They go down the field, they score, and what you mentioned about like Pat trying to get cute, he had that he had that one weird play where he side armed it while the guy was in his face, kind of like a no look, uh, and Tyreek just wasn't ready for it. It hit him in the hands and he dropped it, mm-hmm. and then so that was a three and out, and then they went down and scored again, and then the big moment, all right, the big moment, three minutes to go, three fifty ish to go, your four minute offense. And, like, in the back of my mind, the fact that this was a Chiefs game was creeping up on me. It's like it started to <laughs> overtake started, me. I was like, oh, no. This, yeah, is, well, this is a Kansas City Chiefs game. I was game. watching it with my dad. We were all in on it, and everything's good. And then we both started just laughing, like, huh, we're going to lose this game, aren't we? <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. The, the, the oh, classic Andy Reid run it two times for negative three yards, take a sack for negative eight yards, punt the ball, lose the game, special. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. They go down, and then they score the touchdown, and I see Phillip Rivers hold up the two, and I'm like, they're going to go for two. They're going to win. They're on the road. I The minute the game ended, I went into our group chat with all of our football friends, and I wrote, you go for two on the road, because that's Matt lives and dies by that, and I, I felt so bad. That's what you're supposed to do, That's though. What you're supposed to do. And on that play, if Eric Berry had been in the game for that one play, it's covered. But because he's not, even pre-snap, I saw it. Like, I saw the pre-snap. They came up to the line for the two-point conversion, and I'm looking at the play, and I'm like, 
and I'm I start screaming at my dad because like I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh my god, Skandrick and Fuller are talking to each other. They're not paying attention to the snap. They don't know what's about to happen. Mike Williams is gonna go outside and be wide open. What happens? They snap the ball. Skandrick runs into Fuller. They they self pick themselves. Mike <laughs> Williams drags to the side, wide open. They win the game. And then you have a quarterback that can throw the ball 75 yards in the air on the squib kickoff. Just throw it out of bounds. Don't try to fucking, don't try to fucking lateral. You had four seconds. Just throw the ball out of bounds. Self, self fumble. Give yourself one second. Let Mahomes at least attempt a 75 yard pass. Cause you know, he can, he does it in pregames every day with his triple dribble, 5,000 yard shots. Yeah. It's like, the, the mental errors of this team. And it was a big game that we needed to win to clinch everything in December. And the Chiefs blew a lead again. And it felt like the first Chiefs loss, like the traditional Chiefs loss of the season, what I'm used to. And that's exactly what's going to happen in the playoffs. They're going to lose their first round game in similar fashion. And I'm going to cry. As if I've never been hurt before, but I've been hurt every year. Because you thought this year was different. I and did. It's turning out to be the it's, same. The, the Andy Reid December is is late, but it came. <laughs> well, I don't think you guys are gonna lose your first playoff game. Winter's coming. Um, yeah, <laughs> winter's, winter's coming. coming. Yeah. So, I'm sorry I spent so much time. No, on no, I, I, I love, I like, I like your analysis of, of, of. You know, me. I think, I think, out of all of us, Corey approaches every Saints game as like, eh, they're gonna lose. And uh, Justin just gets mad and yells about Aaron Rodgers, and I hate my team. No, see, so, I get I get really mad and yell about Aaron Rodgers before, like, way before the game, and then during the game if he sucks. Now, which has been like most of the year, but now what I always end up doing is because I am a fan, and so deep down inside of me, I look like I look at this Bears game today, and I'm like, man, we're gonna lose, and then like, but then like five minutes before the game. I put on my cheese head and my scarf and my hoodie, and then I'm like, We're gonna blow out the Bears! 24 nothing! Fuck them! And then, and then the game happens. And then we lose. That is, uh, folks, that is actually what happens. I've been here for it. Literally, like, Justin goes through a metamorphosis. Like, before he puts he his stuff the, he on, goes, he's like, oh, we're going to fucking lose. He goes through lose. the seven stages of grief every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> he goes through that every week. He's like, oh, okay, we're going to lose. He's like, okay. it's like the werewolf in him comes <laughs> out. And when he sees that full moon of cheese. Yeah. He, go, it, he goes up. He goes all in. Uh, so, speaking of the Packers, um, the little segment I wanted to do today. Is uh, we're gonna we're gonna it's called it's gonna be called a credit game. Uh, I'm gonna name some situations, both good and bad, and I'm gonna give you options, and you're gonna say who deserves the credit for this out of all the options. You could weigh it like percentage wise, right? Okay. So I did this. Justin knows about this one. This will be the first one. Uh, there's a couple of them. Um, first one out of these four, you could give them however much percentage you want out of a hundred. The success of the Colts this year is based on how much of these four things. Andrew Luck being healthy. Um, Frank Reich coming over from Philadelphia as the head coach, like first offensive coach Andrew Luck has ever had. A, The way I worded it was a good but not 
the best running game he's had. It's not a good one, but it's the best one he's had. Or Quentin Nelson screaming. Oh, I thought you were, I was waiting for the defense. No. Quentin Nelson screaming. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for because I like, I like the, their defense, the defense has won them games. But Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson 40%, Frank Thank Wright you. 20%. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew Luck 30%, 40, 70, 90. What's the last one? The running game the running 10%. Game is 10. Okay. I'm going to give Andrew Luck and the running game 50%. So each they get 25. Right. Basically. Okay. Okay. Either way you want to, any way you want to cut that up. All right, sure. Okay. Because I, I've always said the running game has a lot to do with your defense too. Because possession of a clock is a lot of defense. Ah, right. it's true. It's true. Um, and then I'll go Frank Wright. I'll give him thirty-five, and then I'll give Quentin Nelson fifteen. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give ten percent to Andrew Luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Wow. He's your boy. I love Andrew Luck, but uh, we're we're memeing here. 10% the running game. 10% <laughs> Frank Wright. This is the answer I wanted. 70% Quinn Nelson going, ah! As he runs into somebody. <laughs> All right. So that's the first one. But I'm actually. Are you going to actually? Sure. Actually, it's, it's about... It's about a 30, 30% Andrew Luck, 30% Frank Reich. <clears throat> about about 20% running game. And then like 20%, 20% Quentin Nelson scream. <laughs> Quentin Nelson scream. All right. Next which, one. Which I also attribute to just the O-line in general having a resurgence. Well, he's pushing him in the back. Right. Asking him if it's okay. <laughs> he is the offensive <laughs> line. Uh, all right. Next one. And this is the one that uh, inspired the idea. Credit for Houston's. Potential success this year. Oh, God. Healthy and developing Deshaun Watson. No, I should say, okay, no, it's developing Deshaun Watson as an actual quarterback, you know, not just a pro-style college offense. A healthy and playing well J.J. Watt or their Charmin ultra-soft schedule that they've had this year that they've still almost barely lost a couple of these games. 98%. (laughs) <laughs> Ultra soft schedule, two percent JJ Watt. <laughs> None of it's Deshaun. Point one percent DeAndre Hopkins. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna say eighty percent Charmin Ultra. Okay. Fifteen uh, percent Deshaun Watson because he's more important. Five percent JJ Watt because okay. he was winning games and playing well when JJ Watt was injured last year. Okay. Because I feel like, I mean, the, that super soft schedule that they've almost lost games, if Deshaun Watson didn't play, they would have lost those games. If That's fair. J.J. Watt wasn't there, they would have lost those games. So, you okay. Know. Looking at about at about 55% Sherman ultra soft schedule. Wiping it right across their bottom, nice and easy. <laughs> really septic soft, safe. comfortable, septic safe. Degrades in the waterline. They got no problems, right? <laughs> I. <laughs> then you got about uh, about probably probably thirty five percent Deshaun Watson and ten percent JJ. Okay. All right, JJ Watt's great, but that uh that team, like Matt was saying, that team would not function anywhere near as well without Deshaun. 
But their defense has been better this year, and we talked about having having that one player on defense back makes people better. Right. Like having Eric Berry tell you what to do. And J.J. <laughs> yeah. Watt has a similar role, and that's why like it's important for that team. He pretty much single-handedly won that game for them against the Jets. He got the sack that won the game. Mm. So, all right, next one. He's, their ca- he's like their captain, and that's important. Right. Guess who was the Packers' defensive captain? Blake Martinez. Clay Matthews. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. <laughs> I'm he, not kidding. Was he really? Yes. Got rid of a captain? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, reasons why the NFC East is awful. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, option. Well, I, we're doing percentages, right? Okay, so first one is four bad coaching staffs. That's the first one. Second one is how, – how do I want to word this? Um unbalanced teams and what i mean by that is is like like all the teams in that division have one good thing they do but then everything else they do is bad all right so like the cowboys are good defensively and they suck everywhere else the eagles i guess are good at getting sacks with fletcher cox and they suck at everything else the redskins suck at being healthy but are good at hit it kicking field goals and the giants have saquon and Odell, and then they suck at everything else. Good at skill so, players. Right. So so there. that's option two. And then uh, my option three was, I don't know, they suck. 100% <laughs> I don't know, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, unbalanced. I like Jake Gruden's coaching staff. The other three okay. are trash tier. Okay. Jason Garrett trying to, like, oh, go for it on every fourth and one now. <laughs> Did you see Jason Garrett standing on the sideline the other day just like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Dude, Coach Our, Clap, dude. What do you mean, Jerry? You can't put a star on my helmet. I don't wear a helmet. <laughs> huh? Why does he talk like that? I don't wear a helmet. I sell propane and propane. Yeah, right. <laughs> he talk- what? What? I'll tell you what. You're a loser. You're a loser, damn it. Des Bryant, get out of here. I swear to God. I, oh, I smoked the weed. Whatever that weed episode was, I don't know. Uh, I smoked the weed. (laughs) You can't pronounce it with a uh, a what. You have to pronounce it with a a huh. It's It's a a weed. 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 Smoke the weed. (laughs) 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 All right. So is Jason Garrett Hank Hill. All right. He is now in Fad Pod lore. Episode title for this. Weed. (laughs) H-W-E-E-D. Yep. Weed. Weed. Anyway. All right, so I, I'm putting it at 96%. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. 2% coaching staffs because Jay Gruden's good. The other three are trashed here. What was the other things you said? Unbalanced teams. Like, every team in the NFC East is – none of them have more than one thing they do well. Oh, yeah, okay. That's the other 1% then because, I mean, that's true. Okay. Although you could argue the Cowboys have good defense and good running game. You could argue right. – right, We can just – we could put – uh, Dallas just a good at time of possession. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good. Okay. At that, that's the one thing they're good at. By you, man. I don't know. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know. Hundred percent. I don't know. Hundred percent. I don't know. They're bad, man. All right. I don't get it. All right. Uh, next one. Next one is <laughs> explain the Jaguars. I explained first, it already. No, no, no. First, first option. Um, Hold on. First option. They gave Blake Bortles a lot of money. That that's the one reason why they're bad. 
Zero percent. (laughs) (laughs) Second reason. Second reason. um, Blew their load against the Patriots week three. Just blew their entire, like, (laughs) gave everything they got. Now they're just shooting blanks the rest of the year. They cut off their testicles. That was their vasectomy game. Um, They made a deal with the devil to beat the Patriots one time. Yeah. Third option. um, Overrated defense. If their defense was overrated. And then four is division got better. Um, they didn't score first. Any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The overrated defense gets about 33 and a half percent. Okay. Or 33 percent. Yeah. They're off. Their defensive line isn't what it was last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they got some of the extra cocky and let plays happen that they didn't last year. And a lot of it had to do with momentum. Uh, I'm going to give 25% to oh, – I'm going to do math now. Hold on one second. So you 20, have 35 and a half. Yeah, I started with. 35.5. And then plus 25 for uh, Blake Bortles getting paid too much money because they could have brought in wide receiving talent and paid Blake less. They could have brought in – Better offensive line. Uh, they could have afforded to keep the defensive pieces that they traded or let go. They brought in like one of the best offensive line players in the league. They did. Yeah. And then he got hurt. Yep. So, well, that's one. Offensive line <laughs> is five. Yeah, it's true. Um, what were the other choices again? Uh, division got better and uh, blew their load against the Patriots. All right, division got better at, mm, we'll say 20.4% because the Colts have played out of their mind. The Titans were a playoff team last year and have played well in stretches, little little bits and pieces. And the Texans were a playoff team last year until they got marred by injury. So you Every team say, in the division outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars is above 500. Yeah. So you, you could say that the division got better, but I think it's just the division got healthier because this is what those teams were capable of last year. All right. And then that leaves us uh, 100 minus 80.9. 19.1%. That uh, What was the last one? They suck. They blew their load. They blew the their load. They they made a dark deal with the devil, and our football pope didn't give them seven hours of commercial-free wins. That's right. They cut off their testicles and then run over them with a rolling pin to squeeze out all the load. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. That, no, that hurts. <laughs> oh. You know what hurts worse? I don't Watching know. them do it to you. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah. I just, like, instinctively, like. Right. Oh, I winced. <laughs> What about you? All right, so someone wanted to pull up real quick. Um, remember Saxonville? Remember that? Remember that little tagline? The banner's still hanging up. Yeah, Saxonville. Yeah, they don't, they don't really get sax anymore. No, uh, because Calais Campbell was like thirty-three last year, playing out of his mind, and then he still had a, he still had the most sacks on the team by a wide margin. He has eight. Which, uh, if you want to look at all the sack leaders this year, let's see. We got Aaron Donald at sixteen point five. Uh, Hunter from Minnesota, 14.5. Von Miller, 14.5. The lowest on the on the, the top eight list is the tie between four people for 12. It's the leading sacker in, in Saxonville. Has eight. Has eight. 
And the next person down, sacks in Jacksonville, two. Yep, they have like 10 sacks on the season. The defense isn't the same. I guess you could say it's overrated coming into this year. I'm going to give a large percentage to that. Okay. Uh, because it's, then it means it's not the same team. So 50% Okay. overrated defense. I like it. 0% paid Blake Bortles too much money. We already know he's the truth. Look at what the offense has turned into. <laughs> Cody Kessler, though, he's, he got ran out of Cleveland because he was good but not win, and now he's bad. Because he's bad. Because he... Because <laughs> they thought no, not... his wide receivers were good last year, and they were. Yeah. That's what yeah, you they, thought. They don't don't really have much going on. I don't know. I give the. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Hundred percent. The defense is overrated. All right. Fine. Oh, fair. It's you. It, that's it. That's the only reason Jacksonville was winning games last year. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. By you. Injury we missed in the. We'll go. Oh, this we'll is go fifty percent overrated. Okay. Uh, we'll go 15%. Blake Bortles got paid. That's okay. Uh, 5% blew their load. And then that leaves us with, what, 30%? Mm-hmm. Division. Oh, division. I, I liked Matt's point that the division didn't get better. It got healthier. Well, Andrew Luck's healthy. Marcus Mariota's healthy. And Deshaun Watson's healthy. And Blake Bortles is the fourth best quarterback in that division if they that, are all That healthy. was a division like that they were able to exploit last year. Yes. So um, Everything so, fell into place for them. We break some news real quick that I didn't get to in the Jubby report. Um, Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd suffered a low-grade MCL sprain, according to a source. Uh, he had an MRI yesterday, and uh, he may miss time with only two weeks left in the season. But aren't the Bengals officially knocked out? Yeah, they're officially knocked out, but now they have no A.J. Green, no Tyler Boyd, no... Andy Dalton. No Andy Dalton. The who? No Tyler Eifert. I mean, the scene's already in the toilet. Might as well flush it. I guess. Let's put everybody on IR. I know this isn't a fantasy <laughs> put the whole show. Team on IR. I know this isn't a fantasy show, but if a miracle happens tonight and I'm still playing next week, now I don't have a wide receiver to start. Holy shit! Ooh. I love Tyler Boyd. All right, I have two He's more. He's been great. He's two been... more. Okay. Um. Reasons why the Vikings have underachieved this year. Um, Kirk Cousins is 100%. Who- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Kirk Cousins is who we thought he was. The offensive coordinator, who they just fired, uh, was just schematically not working out. Um, cause then they fired him and then they ran the ball a whole bunch and they scored a bunch of points. Uh, the third one is, uh, same kind of similar with Jacksonville, except not to the same degree. I wouldn't say overrated. But just, like, defense not playing well enough. Um, and then the fourth one is just the Bears. Like, just the Bears existing. <laughs> like, this year. Uh, Bears existence, I'll give, I'll give like, 5% to Bears existence. Because they've been good, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean the Vikings should shit the bed against... That's two their, games out of the whole season. In their 14 That's other true. games. Yeah, I, I, I stuck the Bears in there as kind of, like, a... I like you know. I like how all right so Minnesota like was like trying to take the crown last year. It was like we're the best defense in the league, blah blah blah. We have all this talent on this level and everything. And then they came into this year like thinking the same thing because they didn't lose anybody. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears kind of just like 
hey, watch this. And, <laughs> and Minnesota's this. just kind of like standing there scared on the sideline like, holy shit, everything I knew was a lie. <laughs> we weren't good defenses at all. This is a good defense. Right. What's that? We put a quarter in the slot machine and pulled out a Khalil Mack. <laughs> Damn, that's one hell of a good gotcha pull. That was, that was a big vending machine. <laughs> the only thing in it was Khalil Mack. He was just sitting in it. So they're like, hey, guys. What up? <laughs> uh, nobody wanted me. I guess you guys win, though. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll play hard for you. You wanted me. All you have to do is put a quarter in a first-round pick. In I don't even need <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a A quarter in a first-round pick, it's all I was worth. You can get a Super Bowl, though. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we'll put it a uh, 1% on the Bears' existence and 99% on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm not giving shit to that offensive coordinator because, oh, we ran the ball. Uh, they were behind in other games. They, I'm not going to say they needed to abandon the run, but they couldn't run it the way they did against Also, Miami. Dalvin Cook's been injured all year. Dalvin Cook's been injured all year. He was injured all year last year, pretty much. When yeah. the game is on the line – in a game that matters, playoff opponents, division wins, the big moments, primetime games, Kirk Cousins will hole up into a ball and show that he's actually just Case Keenum in disguise. Woo! Hot take. Fresh out the oven. Man, is Case Keenum a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins? No, because no. Case Keenum – did you see the stat? When Keenum has to throw the ball 40 times, he loses. Wow. That's usually not a recipe for success for anybody. Yeah. Kirk Cousins can throw the ball a lot and win, and he can actually, like, beat teams at his skill level on Sundays at 1 o'clock. <laughs> if they get into the playoffs, maybe he wins – maybe he overcomes a first-round game. And then, like, people – like, he does just enough in times to make people say, damn, Kirk Cousins, he got paid a lot of money. It's worth it. Only to, like, when it really matters, flub it. All right. You're going to give 99% to Kirk Cousins as well? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give uh, 25% to Kirk Cousins not being able to come out when he needs to be cam- coming out. Um, I think, it, despite his injury, I think the Vikings' reliance on Dalvin Cook is incremental to the team's success. Um, the offensive coordinator not words. involving him as much is an issue. 25%. Uh, then I'm going to uh, throw the rest of it on the Bears. And <laughs> 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 just the pure intimidation. Of when they signed Khalil Mack. And it just it just frightened the Vikings so much. It frightened much. the rest of that division. Where, like, they signed Khalil Mack and Rodgers like, man, my, my knee just all of a sudden started bothering me some more. And then... Man, I, I, don't, I, really, I really don't like Michael McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it raining outside? It's all... It's my, all knees, yeah. my knees. Like, they, they saw Khalil my Mack... Knee. My knee! That, that my first, knee! Like, Aaron Rodgers sitting there watching the game. Khalil Mack gets the first, first you know, trip, strip sack fumble recovery. And he's like, all right, it's time to... <laughs> time to get rid of Mike McCarthy, guys. <laughs> We're supposed to sit out this Khalil year. Khalil Mack came into the opening game against the Packers on three days of training camp and got three sacks and a strip sack, and Rodgers was like, well, pack it in. <laughs> I get it. Yep. Well, Mike, you lasted long enough. Yeah. This is enough now. Mike Zimmer's over there like, man, all right. As he, as he wipes the snot from his nose because he always looks like he has a cold. Oh, my God, he does. <laughs> his face only looks so red because he gets beat by a pillowcase. <laughs> <of his soap. laughs> By Pat Shermer. Yeah. 
man, Pat Shermer's going to beat me real bad this season. <laughs> what about you? Uh... I like my I like my thing with uh, Vikings having an identity crisis when they actually seen a good defense. All right. Uh, so I'll go with fifteen percent that. Uh, I'm not gonna be too hard on Kirk Cousins, just because you know, like his defense definitely didn't play like he did last year. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him fifteen percent. Uh, I'll give twenty five percent to DeFilippo, and then forty five percent to. The defense not okay. being great. All right, and then the last one, uh, hold on a second. Um, last one is uh, why does Quinton Nelson scream? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first one is uh, he's trying to be scary. The second one is he is incapable of running without screaming. <laughs> and the third one is he's actually scared but can't help running because he's not in control of his body, so he's actually afraid. As he's running, like, oh, no! And then he hits somebody. Is it like he's scared because he doesn't know how to stop? And yeah. He doesn't want to hurt people? Right, yeah. He just wants to block? Yeah. He doesn't want to hurt anybody, but so he's, like, screaming as, like, trying to tell them to get out of the way. Because he doesn't want to hurt them. He must scream for those who have no mouth. Right. I have no mouth and I'm a scream. So what, why, why, <laughs> uh, percentage, what do you, what do you want to guess? Why Quentin Nelson screams? Uh, <laughs> I put my hundred percent on uh, that. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own stupid joke. Yeah. Um, I'm I put a hundred percent on that. He can't. He actually can't run without screaming. Like if he doesn't scream, he can, all he can do is like do a brisk walk. So in order to run fast, he has to yell. I mean, he's in his neighborhood. Like, like, it, unti- like it uncorks his body. He's like ah! Now he's able to run. <laughs> he, he's running around them like he's he's he get gets up in the morning on. On the off season, stretches out a little bit, gets ready to go on his run, puts on his his Nikes, gets outside, starts starts slowly, goes. Uh, he starts running a little faster. He's like, ah, yeah, he sprinting, he's like, ah! yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wakes everybody up. All the dogs are barking. Yeah. One, oh. one angry old neighbor comes out of the door. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, Quentin? He's like, oh, I can't stop. I'm sorry. I have to get my cardio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly I don't know. I, <laughs> I uh. By the way, this was the first one I came up with. Be a screamy boy. I don't know. I'm gonna lump 100 percent to he's perfect. All yeah, right. I'll, I'll I'll give him I'll give him I'll give him perfection. All right. What do you what, buy me a Quinn Nelson jersey. what do you say, Jer- What do you say, Corey? All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off script here and say that Quentin Nelson's a very gassy boy. Oh, okay. So he ha- he he's pretty embarrassed by it. So he has to mask the sounds of his farts with the sounds of his as he runs. Yeah. So he's like, he, as he runs, he's like, you know, that brings up a good point. I wonder how many times an O lineman just farts on the line to stop a defensive pass rush. Why would it stop it? Because like they smell it and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> You think like someone eats some beans like a couple hours before the game? They eat some beans with a side of eggs. It would just it would, the only person who would do that would be Quentin Nelson. You just hear, you just hear a little toot and then, like <laughs> blue forty two Omaha forty six is the mic rip. <laughs> you hear you hear uh, Andrew Luck come up. What's Andrew Luck's cadence? What does he say? Uh, oh man, he's like what does he say? Not red eighty. Ah, oh, what does he say? Um, is it white eighty? 
I think so. Yeah. 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 So here, one eighty. It's just enough. Sorry, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Andy. It's just enough. Sorry, Mr. Luck. That it it happens just in time, and it happens just enough in front of the defensive lineman that when the play starts and he starts pushing forward and he hits that whiff of scent, it slows up on the pass rush. He slows just like, like, ugh. You have have a natural inclination to rear back when you smell something bad. So Quentin just takes advantage of it. Like, ha-ha! I wonder how often the defensive linemen counter with their own farts to bowl over the offensive line. It doesn't work because Quentin has uh, – he's done so much screaming that he, he's unable to smell. Oh, okay. It's all – like he's bre- he's yelling so much that he's not inhaling anything. So it's just like hitting him in the face. We're just going to talk – this podcast is going to become, become about Quentin Nelson. I want him on the show. Uh, I'm going to tweet you again, Quentin. I want you here. So uh, what's on your mind in the football world, Justin? Was there anything you wanted to talk about today? I do. I have to leave very soon. So uh, there's we'll, we'll, a – We'll be wrapping up pretty soon. Yeah, uh, no. there's there's a there's a couple things I want. You guys can go without me. I can just Ooh, dip. We, can, we we got a lot to talk about still. We've only talked about like two and a half games. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we I'm, still have to go through Kuiper's rant about the Steelers this week. Yeah, Wheeler's rant, and it's gonna be a happy one, maybe. That was a hype game. Uh, I just, I mean, I'm sure you guys will get back to it, but I'm just gonna run through like a quick thing before I have to leave. Good shot, Corey. Uh, <laughs> It was not. <laughs> it was not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was also with my left arm. That uh, that Steelers Patriots game was like hype as fuck. My father is a Pittsburgh fan, which well, I don't, I'm a Green Bay fan, whatever. And uh, watching watching him, the emotional roller coaster he went through in that game was a lot of fun. That game was good. That the triangle has been reversed. Hot rip, Matt. Uh, man, I I love them Colts. I love them Colts a lot. I'm really excited for them to uh, squeak into the playoffs and then be a dark horse for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Get yourself ready. Not about the Steelers. Um, is the Patriot dynasty ending after this year? No. No, because every time we say that, then they have another year. I won't, I won't believe it till it happens. I'll tell you what. I won't believe it till the moment it happens. This year, it's ta- been said th- too much. This, but the, the thing, though, is like this year, man, like – Tom Brady has not been good this year. Like, outside of, like, his yards per game, he's, like, not top 10 in any category. Like, not a single meaningful quarterback category he's in the top 10. Well, it's, it's finally the change of the guard. I mean, it's – we were talking about this last year, last offseason where this is this is happening. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It, it's inevitable. Well, that's why I said after this season. I'm not saying it's over now. The Patriots that's- could be – we could fast forward two months when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is, like, after with with how Brady has like visibly this year finally began to show signs of like age, dude, like dude, this dude ain't playing until he's 45. Like, I think he has another year in him, and uh, we'll see what happens. At least another year in him, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't believe it's over until I see it being over with the Patriots because they somehow just regular season seems to matter less and less to them every year as long as they get enough wins to get home field. Which they're not going to get this year. They might miss it. Well, they will miss it. It's going to go to the Chiefs or Chargers. And then, well, the two-seed also. I'm saying they might miss it. They, miss the, out. they might miss the two-seed. Well, they'll get one home game, but they won't get the first-round bye. Because right. the Texans could get the first-round bye. Correct. It's possible. And yeah. then immediately lose. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think whoever whoever the highest seed is, congratulations! You get a you get a free pass. 
Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with I think. And a lot of that has to both for let's say the Chiefs do get the first round by both. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! No, Matt, I don't agree with you. I think a lot of this has to do with the AFC getting better as a whole. A lot of teams getting healthier coming back. This puts the Patriots in a position where they it's not as easy for them to lock home field and then sit on it. Um, What's the point of the AFC getting better if you're still going to show throw shitty teams like the Houston Texans yeah, <laughs> into right? the first round bye? Is it is it really going to be that we're going to have the <laughs> the second round of the playoffs be? Am I really going to sit here and say the Steelers are going to win their play? Sure, whatever. Why not? I'm happy. This is like the first episode we've ever done where I'm happy about a Steelers win. Usually I'm, I find the negative part about it, but I'm happy that, that we won, so I might as well. Why not? If you have the Steelers win their playoff game uh, against the Chargers, because it'll probably be the Chargers, because I don't think the Chargers – I actually think the Chargers are in a bigger danger of losing than the Chiefs are having to play Baltimore. Um because Baltimore needs to win to get into the playoffs, as but the like the Chargers have to be like the Seahawks need to win to stay in the playoffs because they got hit by the Nick Mullins train. They did get hit. We found oh, out we, today. We got to we got to do that too. We found out today that uh, Nick Mullins or yesterday that Nick Mullins isn't only the AFC West kryptonite. He's the NFC West kryptonite. He's a Western boy. He's a he's a if your if your team plays west of Denver, look out. Look out for Nick Mullins. He's a uh, boy. He is, but. I don't know. Like, I think that if, if the Steelers can realistically win their playoff game, there's a good chance that the – They'll be the four seed, right? They'll be the four seed. We have a very good chance that the 3-6 matchup is going to be Patriots-Colts. And if that's the case, then the Patriots are probably going to win because I've seen Tom Brady play the Colts. Oh, no. It doesn't end well. No. No. That means they go to Kansas City. The, the Patriots? The three seed. Oh no, the three seed. Oh no, the Steelers would the go. The Steelers to would go. City. But, but if the Patriots lose, no, and the Colts win, no, 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 no. Got him. We got him, lads. Got him in luck. The Colts. No. The Colts would be the lowest seeded team. Which, if you're unfamiliar with the way the playoffs work, the lowest-seeded team goes to play the highest-seeded team. <laughs> Who would be the Kansas City Chiefs? So it would be good old Andy boy taking on them good old Chiefs. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Not again! I can't wait for, I can't wait for the Colts to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, Here it comes. Is it going to be the Colts and Saints again? Oh, my God. That'd be lit. That would. That'd be pretty cool. All right, guys. I got to sign off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For you audio listeners, which is all of you, if you couldn't hear, Matt from on the table underneath his hood went, that would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I go. I'll see y'all later. All Have right, a good go. rest of the episode. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. We'll end it um, after we're done talking about all of our Patreon supporters. We have lots to talk about. We've only been on the mic for about an hour. All right. Well, let's do our Patreon stuff next. No. no. We were, you finish your playoffs thoughts. That was you, it. You, you, you did all of that. <laughs> just to get to that. Yeah. You did all of that just to... Ch- ch-
make me sad and cry. No. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it's just a hypothetical, man. Uh, just a it hypothet- could be the Ravens. It could be the Ravens. I go, go, go Lamar Jackson. Also, turn down your mic, Justin. No! Turn down for that. There you go. So, yeah, let's talk about the, do, uh, well, no, talk about your Steelers. <sighs> we, it's Steeler rant time. And then we need, uh, Saints predictions from Corey. We do. Because he needs, he needs to talk about that. And then if there's any other games we want to talk about, we can talk about them, and then we can do Patreons. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Well, about a half, half, about half of this game was really boring because nothing happened. <laughs> the score was 14-10 for a really long time. Uh, the Steelers scored super quick, which I was shocked. Uh, Jalen Samuels had a really good game coming in the backup role for uh, James Conner. And at, I didn't watch the game live because I was at work. So I had to track the game on my phone. And the Chris Hogan, like, 60-yard touchdown, I was like, <laughs> I was like, well. Here we go. Here we go. I can't wait. Uh, and then I think the Steelers punted. And then the Patriots punted. And then it was 10-7 to or 14-7 to for a while. And then they kicked a field goal, like, midway through the second, I think. And then, like, nothing happened. Right. And this is going to sound really strange, but that almost stressed me out more. Because I've watched the last three weeks of Steeler football. Yes, you have. I've watched it. Very intently. I've seen it, and I know how it ends. I watched this lead by 16 against the Chargers at home. And I'm like, well, we lead by, what is it, four against the Patriots. So, uh, just waiting. I had my, I was in, I was sitting, uh, I was at work, and I'm looking at my phone every couple minutes, 10, 7, 10, 14. A couple minutes later, I look at 10, 14. A couple minutes later, 10, 14. Third quarter ends, 10, 14. I'm like, what is happening? What is, did they, did they quit? Like, <laughs> score did, looks like a broken clock. Yeah, is Josh, is, is Josh Dobbs and Brian Hoyer in the game? Like, what uh, happened? Well, Chris Boswell almost lost his job. That's yeah, what was going so, on. Yeah, so, fast forward to the fourth quarter. The reason why I did that is because literally nothing happens. Through, like, the second part of the second half, or second quarter, and then third quarter. Um, Chris Boswell, who, listen, man, you won the Steelers four games in a row last year on last-second field goals. And because of that, we gave you a bunch of money. And because we gave you that bunch of money, we couldn't keep Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Butterfly effect. So, um, listen. I know that, like, the whole shtick is that kickers make their money and then they just miss the kicks because it doesn't matter at that point because you made your money and then you go to another team. Um, but uh, I'm going to beat you up if you ever do that to me ever again where <laughs> you miss a kick and then have to go down and then kick one that's longer to get a seven-point lead. Um, so, yeah, the butterfly effect that we probably don't have Le'Veon Bell because of Chris Boswell. Um, so... I don't know. I, I just got to say, like, the Steelers' defense, I'm really sick and tired of people saying that over the last five years, the reason why the Steelers haven't been able to, like, go to the Super Bowl has been their defense. Like, the Steelers led the league in sacks last year. We're a top 10 run defense. We have a good front seven. We have one pretty darn good corner in Joe Hayden. Everyone else is kind of, like, either bad or mediocre. 
it's not the defense. Like, the defense for the Steelers has never, ever had good shutdown corners. Right. Like, even, like, the Steelers of, like, late Bill Cowher, early Mike Tomlin were just really good pass rushes. Like, Ike Taylor was not a good cover corner. Neither was William Gay. Neither was uh, Townsend. Like, none of these guys were good corners. We just had a really good front seven and then essentially a fifth linebacker in Troy Polamalu, who was just one of the most giftedly instinct and instinctive players ever. Like, the dude was literally able to time up snap counts to leap over the center and tackle the quarterback. Like, so we never really highlight that. But the defense the last three weeks has, like, kept the Steelers in games. The reason that they've lost is because they don't adjust. Ben is careless with the football. And Tomlin doesn't know how to coach. And it was literally like last year when the Steelers played the, the Patriots and we took the lead, right? Right before the Patriots got the ball and went down and scored. When they just threw it like eight straight times to Rob Gronkowski. The Steelers literally had a moment of like, oh, so in football, you you do this thing where like you adjust. So, okay, so let's see. The Patriots are down by seven. They're going to need a touchdown. Uh, I guess we'll just put two people on Rob Gronkowski. And they did. And they stopped him. And I'm like, hmm. It's almost like uh, It's almost, that's like what you do, right? What? It's almost like that's, that's, that's how you win. Because if the Patriots need to score, Tom Brady's throwing it to Gronk. That's what he does. He zeroes in on Rob Gronkowski. Because he's virtually uncoverable by one person. So you just put two people on him. And uh, you rush four. That's what you do. That's how you beat him. Congrats. I'm glad it took you 11 years to figure it out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. Yay. Uh, but we want... And all like joking and facetiousness aside. I've, I was slowly starting to come to terms over the course of this season that like... Obviously, the Steelers, like, aren't going to win anything. Like, we're going to go to the playoffs and lose in the divisional round like we always do. But I was really – I was like, there's absolutely nothing that could happen this year that could make it, like, worth it. But, man. Like, when that clock hit double zero and they won, I, I can't I can't explain how I felt. Like, some, something snapped. Oh, my God. Like, I can't I can't literally – like, because it – I literally – the kid that was sitting next to me, I actually went – it was funny because I was at work. I clocked out at 7. I didn't even leave. I sat upstairs in the break room and watched it. I couldn't even go home. I was like, I don't want to watch – I need to watch this live. And, like, the kid that was sitting next to me kind of doesn't really follow football. And he's like, why? Did you, like, not think they were going to win? I was like, I literally can't remember the last time we've beaten them. I can't remember. Like, mm-hmm. I can't recall the last time the Steelers have beaten the Patriots. And we beat them. And not only did we beat them, but we beat them with our defense. Like, we didn't outscore them. We didn't – like, there wasn't some bonehead, crappy, stupid call in that game. There wasn't a controversial moment. Like, this – like, literally – Smash mouth Pittsburgh Steelers football. We beat them the way that the Steelers used to win games, which was, like, forget trying to outscore them. Forget trying to, like – win a track meet because you're not going to win just simplify everything as much as possible. run the ball with Jalen Samuels get the ball out of Roethlisberger's hand he he threw two in it, it was literally like a Steelers game from when I was growing up 
Ben Roethlisberger had less than 200 yards passing. He had two interceptions, and we had almost 200 yards rushing, and we played good defense. It was literally like I was like 11 years old again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Maybe that's what we should have been doing the last 10 years. But I'm glad we won. Um, It keeps us ahead of Baltimore by half a game, which is insane to think about. Now we get to go on the road against New Orleans and just get bent. So that'll be fun. <laughs> so, so that'll be fun. Uh, but then we finish up the year against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are really, really injured. Um, and the Steelers will kind of like not fall ass backwards, but they'll like trip a little bit and kind of roll, get up on their feet into the playoffs. Um, I'm mad that I didn't believe that the triangle was truly reversed. I didn't believe it. I, I know I went on the rant earlier today, but. I mean, we said it when the Chiefs beat the Steelers week yeah. two. Oh, yep. boy, it might happen. And then the Patriots beat the Chiefs, and we're like, oh, my God. There's one more thread of it left. And uh, I didn't believe. None of us believed. None uh, of us picked the Patriots. Just, Joby did. Oh, just, oh, yeah, Justin did pick the Steelers. Yep. So, did he? Okay. so yeah. Justin believed. I didn't believe. Corey originally believed but changed his mind. You're right. Like I, I knew I should have because I was like I should have just go in on this, this uh, triangle meme. Didn't do it. <laughs> can you can you can you believe that like meme? It's not like logic and matchups and actual play calling. It's memes that like run the NFL. <laughs> I believe it. Like just memes, like whatever it is. And honestly, I mean like who run the world? Memes. Right. <laughs> I mean even like I know like you're still upset about like Thursday, but like you're thrilled. That the Patriots didn't win. A little bit. Because now it's just like, I mean, I think I, 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 you're you're essentially in a situation where, like, you 100% control your own destiny. Like, there's not going to be the situation where, like, oh, no, we lost and New England won. Oh, no. Like, you have a two-game lead over New England now. And I can't imagine you're going to lose to the Raiders week 17 in Kansas City. So, especially now that they've, like, I don't know. They had a really bad week again. So, I don't know. It That definitely was if we go to the second round of the playoffs and get spanked um, at least, like, this year finally, like, we beat the Patriots. So, it's like a small little silver lining. There's still that, like, that dark cloud that I was like, we could be the one seed right now. But I'll ignore it for today, and I'll just be happy. It's only partly cloudy. The sun peeked through. Just a little bit. It, it wasn't like the needle-thin beams of sunlight that Browns fans get. Uh, it was more of like a about like a cone-sized beam. Um, Shown brightly upon you this day. Just me. Um, yeah. This, this, well, this it, no, it wasn't like. on me. It was like like in front of me, and I was like, man, do I have to stand in it? <laughs> And then, like, I did, and I'm like, okay, this, this is, is nice. not bad. Like, now I know why they say you should do this every now I and mean, again. I mean, my eyes hurt a little bit, but, like, you know, it's okay, I guess. Oh, no. but it's healthy for the skin. Look at me radiate. It is. Vitamin D. I'm just upset the Browns can't get the four seed anymore. They can't, yeah. Mathematically eliminated from the AFC North title. They still have a shot at the wild card. So. All right. That's, so that's my little thing. Uh, Corey, tell us what's going to happen today in ten words or less. Uh, Michael Thomas going to catch – Seven passes. And they win. For 107 yards. Okay. Oh, I have one more? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your tenth word was okay. <laughs> Michael Thomas gonna catch. Wait, let's make sure. I Michael Thomas gonna catch four, eight, eight passes for one hundred and something. One hundred and seven yards. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was ten words. Damn. Yeah. You're not dumb. If I if I could take it if I could take it all back, my tenth <laughs> my tenth word would have been touchdown. <laughs> if you could take it all back, but you can't. Uh, no worries about Drew Brees on the road in a divisional game. Sometimes he doesn't play very well. He didn't play well last week against Tampa. No. Uh, I'm not really worried about the road game. It's it's down south. It's going to be relatively warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we swapped them last year in. And they were the better. Same, yeah, about the same condition. And Carolina was better and. New Orleans was worse. Uh, our defense has been enough, but I think Michael Thomas. If you didn't, if you don't follow social media or anything, uh, especially around with the Saints, and I don't blame you if you do. It's very niche thing to do, niche. Uh, but Saints, Saints Twitter. Yeah. Well, I think the team. Tw- I mean, I follow like all team the- Twitter stuff. Oh, I follow yeah, yeah, all Saints the players. Yeah. Chief stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't do that for this. After Saturday, so. yeah. After the Saturday night game, Michael Thomas was heated. Watching uh, DeAndre Hopkins get what was it eight catches for 170 yards and mm-hmm. a couple of touchdowns and uh, he said, "I can't talk my shit right now, but wait until Monday." And so I think Ooh. he's because that's, that's because he was for all all season it was Michael Thomas was doing great and everything and everybody's like, "Oh look at that white guy, look at that white guy, <laughs> oh look at that white guy," <laughs> and then. The white guy started trailing off, and then everybody's like, "Huh, DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing that I know, Corey, it just sticks in his cross so bad about the Saints is that people don't respect Michael Thomas. Like I, that's the one thing that Corey just will not let go. People don't respect the Saints. This okay. This year they're getting a lot of respect. Okay, yeah, they're but yeah. it's still not Michael they, Thomas. They don't respect Saints players. How about okay. that? That yeah, yeah. And they're respecting him as like a team, but then like you said, they, when it comes to stats and things, they seem to always get passed over unless their game's on and the commentators are forced to talk about them. All right, it's really weird. Michael Thomas uh, is Chris Carter's favorite receiver in the NFL right now. Isn't Chris Carter is also kind of biased because they both went to Ohio State? Isn't so. No, okay. it's not Chris Carter that he's. It's, he's not Chris Carter's nephew. He's somebody's nephew, a wide receiver's nephew. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Yes, that's it. Keyshawn Johnson, which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, he Michael Thomas does hand yoga. I don't know. <laughs> does what? <laughs> it's called hand yoga. Nice. And you're basically just you stretch your hands out as much as you can for like an hour a day. And like you just have to do all these exercises with your hands and it increases your hand strength and like man we're all we're all yeah. doing it right now for you audio listeners which is all of <laughs> we're all we're literally all just the, the, there were six hands or five right now because i'm holding a microphone of just like just extending our fingers back and forth so no, uh i think the saints are gonna win tonight i think right they too. uh cam newton's shoulder might not have been an issue earlier and well it was an issue earlier in the year but it wasn't as bad as we thought it was mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. I, I think it's just the constant use of it over, you know, 15 weeks is, is wearing it down. And 
Uh, he's gotten progressively worse. Right. Uh, even though he's had more wideouts emerge, and uh, Devin Funches has also declined a bit mm-hmm. since week one. Yeah. I need them. I need. Th- I need. Uh, doesn't the have Panthers to get like shut out tonight. Doesn't have Greg Olson. You need. Uh, you need no Carolina Panthers points. You know, no. You need no uh, CMC. Yeah, no run CMC. No run CMC or Curtis Samuel. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Curtis Samuel. I forgot. That's why it's like, uh, fuck me, dude. Speaking of, uh, good thing they're going up against the best defense in the league over the past few weeks. That's right. That's what's up. Yo, speaking of the past few weeks, uh, who has been the statistically worst quarterback in the NFL the last three weeks? I bet you don't know. I bet you don't know. Hmm. I'll give you. I'll give both you two guesses. Can we get an AFC or NFC hint? No. <laughs> Is it Sam Darnold? No. That's no, he looked. Re- he looked really good the other night. Yeah, he had that. He had the Saturday. He looked good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's one guess for Kuiper. Statistically worse over the last few weeks. Over the last three weeks. Hmm. I'm really struggling. Drew Brees. <laughs> that's one guess for Kai or Corey. Corey and Kuiper, one, both um, one guess, both I'm zero. I'm gonna say it's not Eli because Eli had that good game against the Redskins, right? Uh, ooh boy. I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna guess, and I'm gonna say. Derek Carr. No. Josh Rosen. No. The answer is Jared Goff. Oh. I, you're, oh, you're right. He's one in, one in four since the bye or one in three yep. since the you're bye. You're 100% right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Man, wow. This team. What the fuck? I to- what did I say on the show? The longer they go without Cooper Cup. The worse they're, the worse they're going to look offensively. They Robert teams. Woods can't keep up. Reynolds yeah. Was it Josh Reynolds is their other receiver mm-hmm. that can't Cooper Cup it? Yeah, they uh teams are realizing that like this offense is predicated on having every piece of it there to use like cuz it's be all based on the functionality of every single individual piece. And like the first week that he was gone, you didn't really see it cuz Sean McVay found ways to like dress it all up. But then eventually like if you put if you put a band-aid on like a real big ass cut, eventually like the blood's just going to like spill out from behind the band-aid. And teams are now starting to, like, peel that Band-Aid off the Rams and realize, like, wow, like, just play soft coverage against the Rams. And they're kind of, like, very beatable. <laughs> like, their defense is not good. They have two good players on their defense. And it seems it seems like at times they're abandoning the run. Their, be- their best win condition is Todd Gurley. And it feels like at times they're not giving them him the ball. Yeah, but that's not created enough for Sean Payton. Yeah. It's uh, not creative enough. I think it's more about Sean McVay being uh, the catalyst to, uh, you know, the catalyst for that offense and then him still kind of having to rely on, like, Jared Goff to not mess up. And Jared Goff has been messing up. Excuse me, one moment. You two can talk about the Rams. So, yeah, Jared Goff's been messing up. I'm sad. That's my boy. He is your boy. You really liked him. I, I do. still like him. Well, no, it's no, I do really like him. 
But uh, like you vied for him last year through like the well, even the year before that, like through the scrutiny that he got. And right. Everything. I was like, you know, he had a bad year. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. You know, it's gonna be. He's gonna be okay. And then look what happened. He was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's uh, you could attribute McVeigh and everything to uh, his success or whatever, but you still have to have somewhat of a football IQ and you know to be right. able to run those schemes. And I, plays I don't and think. Everything. Yeah, I don't think Sean McVay could run the same schemes and do as well if he had like Blake Bortles or Cody Kessler. Or right. No. Whatever. Uh, I got a quick question for you. All right. All right. Who's the best rookie quarterback so far this season, besides Baker? Oh, besides Baker. Besides I was going to say, okay. Well, Baker's, yeah, obviously. Um, I would I would say Josh Allen. That's the best running back <laughs> outside <laughs> right. of Barkley. But, um, if you take, like, the running aspect out. Well, no, I'll, well, I'll, if you keep the running aspect in, the way Lamar Jackson's played the last couple right. weeks, he's going to lead this team to the playoffs. Like, Joe Flacco's phantom hip injuries out. He had a helmet on the sideline yesterday. He wanted to fucking play. And when they were down, you could see the look in Joe Flacco's eyes yesterday. When they were down and Lamar Jackson wasn't playing that great in the first half, and they kept making, like, uh, camera side shots of Joe Flacco, you could see him, like, I'm about to get back in this bitch and yeah, show him Joe what Flacco average. Joe Flacco was excited. And he's like, I'm about to show you what average Joe about. <laughs> and then and then Harbaugh stuck with Lamar Jackson, and he pulls it out and wins the game for him. Over 100 yards rushing again, I think. I think he had over they, 100 yards rushing. They, as a team, they had 242. Now, yeah, they had a team 242, but I think Lamar Jackson had over 100 himself. Mm-hmm. And he had a touchdown, and he had a couple big passes, and he won in the game. So, like, Joe Flacco, phantom hip injury, dead, but, like, still – Lamar Jackson taking this team to the playoffs, maybe. They said that the potential is that they're going to ask him if he wants to be traded, and they'll give him the option to pick whatever team he wants to go to. I want to say that's like – that happens a lot in the NFL. I I can't imagine a single player that's like, man, this is great. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean – like, I feel like none, no player that's ever had that option is like, man, they're letting me pick. This is awesome. I can go wherever I want. Right. Hey, family, guess what? I'm picking where we're moving. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get ready to uproot and move schools. Right. Hope you don't like your friends. Like, you know what I mean? I promise I won't pick like California. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Whatever person you're cheating on me with, never going <laughs> to see him again. That gosh darn mailman. Because I'm never home. <laughs> you know? I don't even think milkmen were around anymore. <laughs> but they got plenty here in Baltimore. <laughs> Why is there a new milkman every we, week? <laughs> can we rename the episode Milkmen in Baltimore? <laughs> I like it. The the Milkmen of Baltimore. The Milky Men of Baltimore. Milkmen of ba- the M-Mob? Mamob? The Mamob? The Mamob. <laughs> I hate us. I'm sorry, Joe right. Flacco's wife. I'm Cor- sorry, Mrs. Flacco. <laughs> the M mob. Uh, yeah. Corey, why did you preface the question? What 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 were you looking for? What's your answer? No, best I just wanted. I just oh, wanted you just wanted to know. To know? All right. Who do you think the best rookie quarterback is outside of Baker? Josh Allen. <laughs> He's <laughs> he. Listen, That's what man. Corey said. That's when I started talking about. And Corey was like, "Well, he's the best running back." <laughs> listen, man. 
Josh Allen is kind of like, uh, how do I want to explain it? Kind of like Tim Tebow. Right? Okay. So Josh Allen. You're just Allen, trying to hit my soft spots now. Josh Allen can't com- <laughs> Josh Allen is incapable of completing a pass that isn't above 30 yards. All right. So pretty much what the what the Bills offense is going to be from for the next 20 years, because Josh Allen is going to be the quarterback for the next 20 years. <laughs> He's going to break every passing record in history and every rushing record. On, Jesus Christ. On 12 passes a game. He's going to throw 12 passes a game. He's going to go 7 of 12. But all seven of them are going to go for 60-plus. So he's going to have – he's going to finish every game with, like, 320 yards and three touchdowns and, like, four interceptions. His, his incomplete passes will be interceptions. Uh, he'll, he'll, they'll never have – he'll never have a pass hit the ground. They're all going to be long touchdowns or interceptions. And he's going to have 100 yards rushing in every game. And Josh Allen is the truth, and I'm naming my fantasy team after him next year. Because he's the truth. Well, you're, now you're, you're welcome, angry. I do have a well now Buffalo, New York hoodie on. Oh, you are wearing a Buffalo, New York hoodie. Look at that shit. It's a big bison. Oh, is, it, is this how we're transitioning into talking about the Bills? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I guess we. Because I mean, now. It, uh, I guess it is. Yeah. I, what I up, realize. angry? Our uh, ten dollar Patreon fad pod super fatty man. I love you. I hope you had a good flight today. Stop asking Matt to stream. <laughs> Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> he's not the only one, but, like, yeah, he's he's up there. Uh, So that game looked really boring from what I saw. Was it 16 to 15 was the final score? Yeah. Obviously, I, didn't was, wa- I couldn't watch football, so I had to watch, like, the scores. It was barely on red zone at all. Yeah, well, there wasn't. The only game that was on red zone less was the uh, Redskins game. Well, you know what play got on there? Was the big old pass from Josh Allen? <laughs> the big old because it was past forty, so it was completed. Of course, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad game by any means. He was able to come back because they were down for a little bit. And they were. He came back and won them the game. Showed poise. Like, the Bills have potential. Those table companies better get ready. Some broken tables next year. They're about. <laughs> the Bills are about um, an entire receiving core and two good running backs away from being like. A ten-win team. You know what? I can't really draft an end in the off-season. Draft a running back. Get one of them Georgia running backs. They always seem to do pretty right. well. Yeah. You know what pisses me off real fast? What? They went into that game with one running back on their roster. Oh, and he got injured. And he got injured. Yeah. That's what happens when you have one running back on your roster. So, well, in I mean, in what their defense, in their Patrick defense, DeMarco. their previous oh. three running backs got injured. Okay. Put them on IR and pick somebody up off the street. Literally pick them up off the street. Literally. It works for, like, other teams. They're able to do it. Like Kansas City. Right. Yeah. That worked for Kansas City. It does. Um... I, I think Buffalo, like other teams do it too. That's why I didn't want to just like allude to have them. We, have I said this before on the show? I think I've said this before. Uh, I believe that had Josh Allen played in that first game against the Patriots, the Bills would have won. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you've mentioned that before. And I, I agree with I you. I 100% believe that. Had he played in that game with how close it was, because Derek Anderson like threw that interception at the end of the game when they were in the red zone, that would have never happened because Josh Allen would have just ran. Yep. Like, <laughs> he just ran. He had to ran for it and probably got it. Uh, now they got to play the Patriots in Foxborough. Week 17. And I don't think right? 
No, the Patriots play the Jets week 17. Oh, okay. They play so the Bills next. Okay. Uh, so I don't think the uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Bills have won in Foxborough since the 1800s. <laughs> so, you know, Damn. I yeah. where's where's the lie? I, there isn't one. Right. There is not. There is no lie. So I don't know. Patriots are probably going to win their last two games because they're against the Jets and the Bills. But I don't know, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson's pretty much a wildcat quarterback. Josh Rosen looks like he needs a lot of help. Uh, Sam Darnold. Look good Saturday, but still leads the league in interceptions. Right. Obviously, Baker's look the best. I I don't really think it's a – I don't think it's a debate. I think Josh Allen is easily the second best. I think as so. As of right now. Uh, Darnold has had flashes last sat- – he had the Saturday game in, like, week one, but he's been injured, spotty, led the league in interceptions for a few weeks. Still leads. Oh, still does leads. he still lead? He does. Yeah. Okay. He has 15 on the year, or it might be 17 now. And then, and then I think, like you were just talking about, Rosen, he plays for the statistically worst offense in the NFL. The 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 uh, Cardinals have a negative 156 score differential this year. Wow. Yeah, and you know what's, like, really spotty about that? Last year, the Browns went 0-16 on a negative 157 score differential. So, like, that tells you you should at least win one game a year. Right. It's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Win one or two games a year. Um, I need a. I like Lamar Jackson better than Allen. That's fine. I I don't think it's I don't think it's um. Like I don't know. What Lamar's, if Lamar's what if third? What if Lamar Jackson is what Josh Allen would look like with talent around him? Wow. Oh, I thought you said just with talent. No, in no talent. I thought you were him. gonna end it. That there. was a bad pause. That was a bad pause. I'm like, damn, a savage dude. But I'm. I decided that I'm going to stop talking shit about Josh Allen just because in a couple years when Drew Brees retires, it's going to be Taysom Hill. Which, and he's the exact same player. Right. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yep. So. Uh, it's He's weird because of, we don't know what Josh Allen looks like when he has talent around him, even when he was in fucking bumfuck nowhere in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he didn't have any receiving talent around him. He just had a big arm, and that's basically what got him into the mm-hmm. NFL. He had some athletic – he was athletic too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we're seeing so far is he has a big arm and he's athletic. But it's weird because you don't like – you see a guy who's running for the short yardage and then just bombing it for the long yardage, mm-hmm. and that's just like – it's not really like anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, it's it's yeah, really it's true. It's true. It's very true. Now that might be because of the lack of talent. Right. That's what I said. We don't know what he looks like when he does have talent, though. Which is, I think, I, I think he's just my brother. My younger brother is like head over heels for Josh Allen. My brother, <laughs> my brother thinks Josh Allen is like the truth. The, yeah, like he's like he started him in fantasy last week. Jesus Christ! He, like started him. Like, I've I've been starting him in fantasy, but it's a two quarterback league, so I mean Okay. Uh yeah, that's fine. Right. It's different. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got a quarterback controversy in San Francisco. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> Nick Mullins. We got a quarterback, our good friend Tom Schoen. Tom, baby, honey. Nick Mullins is back again, baby. Two weeks in a row. He just he just took a couple weeks off. You know, he wanted everyone to, he, you know He felt bad after what we said about him on the Fad Pod show. Right. He wanted us to be humble. 
But man, how can we be humble I mean, after? Like, he played so well again. I mean, George Kittle, the second best tight end in the league, <laughs> the number one best tight end in the league, <laughs> getting his offensive or his head coach five yards for his birthday. Dude, everybody selling to stop Kittle, their number two tight end. Selig comes out of nowhere, catches touchdown passes, and plays really well. Pettis is making uh, good catches. Goodwin showed up for the first time in like three weeks, even though he's supposed to be their sleeper. He's been sleeping. Um, this was a statement win for them, like a team that didn't want to give up, didn't want to stop fighting. All the shit talking from the Seahawks players. Look at this picture in the locker room of the team surrounding Richard Sherman after that win. Like you can't. The entire team is like trying to hug Richard Sherman. He's like screaming the emotions. If you, I don't know how much of that game you watched, if any, because I, mean, I couldn't. I mean, well, you were at work. One, okay. it was during the Steelers Patriots game, so I wasn't looking at anything else. I saw else. Doug Baldwin having himself a game in the oh, first half. I mean, it's he the did. end of the season. He had two touchdowns. It's Doug Baldwin woke time. That right. one touchdown he had was so good. Not the five yard one. No, the other one was really. It good. was so good. Yeah, I mean, I was watching Red Zone, and there were only two four o'clock games at the time. Right. There was only the Patriots, Steelers, and the Forty ers Which, by Seahawks. the way, NFL screw you for that. What a what a what a sl- like you start out with nine games, and then you go down to two. Yeah, this stupid Saturday games. If you, you we had a Thursday, now there's there's no Thursday games. We'll be back to like three probably. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That's all besides the point. Like, I saw a lot of this game because uh, after the first quarter and into the end of the fourth quarter, nothing happened in the Steelers-Patriots. Right. The the most exciting 4 o'clock game was the 49ers-Seahawks because they were up and down, back and forth. A lot of big plays, which was kind of insane. And that 49ers defense, every time they got a sack, they they were talking about it, the uh, announcers – we're talking about how, like, in their pregame talks with the teams, it was personal for the 49ers. They really wanted this game. I'm, I don't know if it was the way they lo- they got blown out the first time they played the Seahawks. Like, it was week one when they played? Was that the week one game, or was that, late, or was that like, week two or three? No, that game happened very – I thought that game happened oh, was a lot it recently? recently. I don't know. I just know that they got blown out, and they wanted to make it personal – so, like, when they had a big play on defense, they cut to their D coordinator, who uh, was so animated. Like, the you, the entire team could rally around him. He was jumping up and down, fist bumping, He's a very, I don't know who that his name is. He's a very animated defensive coordinator. He was rocking for that team, and they were feeding off that energy the way they were able to stop Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. Like, Russell Wilson gets the ball with two minutes to go in a tie game, and you're like, well – We've only seen him do it like a million times right. in the few years he's been in the league. No, they stopped him. They go to overtime. The Seahawks win the coin toss. You're like, all right, well, now he's going to go down the field and win now he's not in a rush. No, stop them three and out again. They get the ball back to go down the field, and Robbie Gold had himself a damn day. They actually played them two weeks prior. Oh, was it two weeks prior? That's okay. So it was actually really recently. It was 43 to 16 was the final score. Yeah, they got blown the fuck out. So they bounced back really well. Nick Mullins made the throws when they needed him. Defense played well. And, like, I guess some people could be mad that the 49ers are throwing away draft pick slots by winning these last couple games. But, like, you already have two quarterbacks of the future. They're going to play them both. Nick Mullins, next clipboard Jesus question mark? (laughs) Or is this like some Jimmy Garoppolo curse and like 
he's just going to get injured again because there's two times he's been a starter, two times he's been injured. I know he made that comment at the beginning of the year. Well, what do you mean I have an injury history? I haven't played enough to have an injury history. But he started when he had his first chance to start for the Patriots. He injured his shoulder, and Jacoby Brissett had to come in. This year, week three, tears his ACL on a bad hit. Which he should have went on about, out of bounds on. Mm-hmm. I just I, – maybe they need to keep Nick Mullins, and he is the truth for this team. In general, though, I really like – I mean, the 49ers have such a good coaching staff and the talent. I want them to be good again. There is a lot of statistical evidence that would actually tell you that Nick Mullins is the best rookie quarterback this year. Oh, hit me with it. Um, okay. So I just looked this up. Um, his completion percentage is the best of all among all rookies. Nice. Um, he's got 10 touchdowns to six interceptions, which, I mean, he's only played in six games. Um, his interception ratio is obviously it's skewed a little bit because he hasn't, he's played a lot less. He has the highest quarterback rating. He has uh, the law, the most yards per attempt. Of any of them. Damn. Helps that George Kittle gets 55 yard and yeah, 85 yard the only person without the, even trying. How crazy is it that <laughs> the only person in the NFL with a better yards after – with a better yak than a tight end in the NFL is a running back? No wide receiver – wide receivers don't have the top two spots in yak. Mullins is 8.6 yards per attempt. There have only been three players in history – that have averaged that at 23 years old or younger. And the list is Ben Roethlisberger. Or it's four people. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Dan Marino, and Y.A. Tittle. Man, if you're on a list with Y.A. Tittle. Are the only people. Now, Pat Mahomes is going to join it. Oh, yeah? Wait. Why? Okay. Because he's probably going to finish. He's it, These are all like, like rookie people. But if you just roll it up all together, Pat, oh, Pat okay, yeah, you're, oh, that's right, okay. Um, uh, and Deshaun had eight point, has eight point four. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, uh, so Mullins, and he's throwing the ball. Okay, so we got Greg, uh, George Kittle here. He's a fifth round pick. Dante Pettis, a second round pick. Matt Breida, undrafted. Kendrick Bourne, undrafted. Uh, those are his top. So like, I don't know, man. Nick Mullins is, like, playing really well. And it's kind of crazy. Because they gave Jimmy Garoppolo a billion dollars. <laughs> to schmooze up with old ladies and tear his ACL. That's right. <laughs> and have porn stars offer to shoot pornos with them. <laughs> um, yeah, the 49ers have a lot of potential. And I want to see what they can do into next year at full health right well i don't blame the 49ers for winning these next couple games because like or was this just a pattern where like last year they lost a bunch won their last six this year lose a bunch win their last four i don't know because it's there's not the there's not top heavy talent in the draft this year so like if you don't have one of the top two picks, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. and 
what would you get with the top two picks? You get more defensive linemen. And I think they went defensive linemen the past like five drafts in a row yes. in the first round. And like it's overkill at one point. Like even if you're having trouble on defensive lines, so you just need to fucking figure your shit out mm-hmm. in house and not worry about just drafting another guy. So like if they don't get a top three, four pick, doesn't doesn't matter. All right. And then finally of our patrons. Uh, we got my the, good friend Ben Birdie, the Browns we, fan. The who, Browns fan. We got the uh, Baker watch. Baker watch. Watch, 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 watch. The Browns made the biggest statement win of the week. What did I? What did I talk about last week going into the game? That this was the Browns' single most important game since the comeback of '99, not counting like that one playoff game they had. This is like the single most important football game they've played. And they won by a point. You, they don't ask how many; they ask how. And like, all of the Broncos corners were knocked out of the game or ejected. Oh my God! Here comes the fucking excuses. I'm just saying. I'm just providing context. The defense. Played I'm just well. providing context. That's all I'm doing. Baker played ba- hella good again. No. He had 188 yards passing. He didn't play hella good. He. He played good. He was. To, I, I think he was the worst quarterback playing on Saturday night. He had that really long pass play for a touchdown, though. Yeah, and that yeah, made well. up forty of his one hundred and eighty-eight yards passing that he had last week. Russell I Wilson love, had seventy yards passing and won a football game. Okay, it's it's not always about the stats right away. He didn't throw the interceptions that people thought he was going to throw, like he did against Houston. One, just one. Yeah, but he didn't throw, like, three in bad situations or in back-to-back. He was able to bounce back again, showed resiliency. They were able to lean on the run game. Nick Chubb had another 100-yard game. The offensive line played well. I don't think he got sacked more than one or two times. Uh, Vaughn got a sack on him because he became uh, Denver's all-time sack leader. Mm. And then I think Chubb got one, too. All right, so two sacks, which is actually the most that's been given up by that team in weeks because they only had one last week in – before that, he hadn't gotten sacked in like four weeks. Um, huge environment. Everybody knows going to Mile High Stadium is hard. All right. Uh, the Broncos were playing for the playoffs. Now, the Browns were too. And, and uh, Vance Joseph is a terrible head coach. And, but the Broncos, they still kind of control their destiny. If they won out, they had a good shot at being that six seed. And... They had the history. They they won like the last ten times they played against the Browns in prime time. Everyone expected uh, the Browns almost did the most Browns thing in the world. Instead of kicking the field goal late in the fourth quarter, they played aggressive to try and like win the game and get the first down. Uh, got them to jump on the hard count at the same time that Greg Williams called a timeout. That alone, even though they won the game, I don't think you hire Greg Williams as your head coach now. Right. That kind of decision making in that moment was enough for me to say, "Yeah, go get Mike McCarthy. Yeah, go get Bruce Arians. Don't, don't. You don't need Greg Williams as a head coach." I'll- but they still won. Uh, their defense played big when it mattered. Maybe you argue it was against Case Keenum, like I mentioned earlier. They forced Case Keenum to throw the ball forty times. They contained the run. Uh, you didn't see much out of Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. They no, were using their third string. Lindsay had like 24 yards rushing. 
I yeah. Think it was. Yep. They they were able to stop the run and put the ball in Keenum's hands, and when that happens, bad things happen. Right. I love Baker, and I watched the game the other night, obviously, because that's what you guys are paying me to do. Um, <laughs> uh, unlike Stephen A. Smith, who we're not going to get into. Hey, man, he was busy. All right, he's a busy man. <laughs> he got Virgil Green confused with Hunter Henry. It's all right. Um, but he he. I'll give Baker the. I love Baker. I love. He's has a great personality, and he makes the, the people around him play better, uh, which is what Cleveland needed. They needed somebody who could bake. Uh, he had 180 yards passing and an interception, and I'm not going to hold that against him, against him because when he was playing in Denver, if you looked, all of his passes were overthrown, and it's not like – That's the altitude. Yeah, that's the altitude. He, he just couldn't adjust to the altitude. The air is thinner, so the balls were going further than – uh, what he probably expected. Uh, I know you warm up before game to try to get used to it and everything, but in like when you're in the heat of the game and everything, you're not like thinking of those minor adjustments you were trying to make just earlier that day. Yeah. It's just something that like you'd have to play there every year to be able to figure it out. Uh, I agree. I I I love Baker too, and I I agree with everything you said. I love his attitude. Um, I love what he does with the people around him. Uh, some people, some football football people call it like a force multiplier. Like he gets more out of the people around him because they want to play with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the fact he plays with Cleveland. I know like, that's the you, that's the only thing you that... dislike some Browns fans because you're a Steelers fan and you don't want to hear their shit. But they have had nothing to cheer about in like twenty years. Right and good. Wow. Good. I'm they got glad. they got their cone of sunshine. They're technically not out of the playoff race. They're the only mathematical way they come back. They need the Ravens to lose, but they play the Ravens right. in week seventeen, so they can control that. This week, I they think need... they I think they need the Ravens to lose next week too. Oh, do they? Okay. Well, they need the Ravens, yeah. Titans, and Colts to all lose next week, and then in week seventeen they have to beat the Ravens, and then they need the Week 17 Colts-Titans matchup to end in a tie. <laughs> and then they make the playoffs because they have the tie tiebreaker. Woo! <laughs> All right. In general, their, uh, their season's basically done. But at the same time, the Browns played meaningful football all the way up to Christmas. That hasn't happened in years. Uh, again... So many times you hear Browns fans, well, maybe next year or whatever, or his team sucks. or, or and, and sometimes you still hear it because you get all those fake football fans like, oh, because like, where I work, I have like games or red zone on and people come in all the time. And like, oh, the Browns play today? No, they played yesterday. Oh, well, I bet they tried to play yesterday, huh? D- did you realize that they were in the playoff hunt still to today? Just the Patriots lost and now they're out of it? That probably made you extra happy that you ended the Browns' playoff hopes on that win. <laughs> I see you. I see that smile. Woo! I see that smile. Man, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> A bonus. Let, who boy? Yeah, that's like uh, that's like uh, going to get you know your Chinese food and the Chinese food like woo. It didn't make me sick today. And then you open up the fortune cookie and the fortune cookie says, "Hey, you're good." <laughs> 
And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Mm. That was a, that was an extra little like, ooh. That was a little. That's the extra a little, little bit ooh. extra like. <laughs> do you want to know why? Do you want to know why it made me so much happier? Why? Because I read a thing on Twitter early before the game started. Of, I have a, I don't dislike all Browns fans. Okay. I I used to. There's one, that I like. Okay. He's my old boss. Um, he's a really cool guy. Uh, talk to him about football. Talk to him about like wrestling. A lot of like, we have a lot of similar interests, even though he's a little older than me. Um. And he's like the one he's like the one Browns fan that I like seeing happy because like the the way in which he is happy is like very wholesome. It's not like braggadocious. It's just very genuine and very happy, right? Now, that being said, the things he shares, like on Twitter and on Facebook, Make me really mad. Oh, Browns memes have been make me really mad. Oh, you got to see some of these because Browns memes. the one thing I saw before the game started was it was like story arc, and it was and it said the Browns playoff hopes are kept alive by a New England Josh Gordon catching a touchdown pass against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yikes! Over Joe Hayden. Yikes! to keep and i read that and i'm like hmm, i swear to god I'm like i swear to god i swear and that whole drive when new england had the ball i'm like oh no where's josh at please cover josh please cover josh man i'll take it if it's gronk i'll take it please don't let it be josh Gr- please i don't want to deal with i don't want to have to hear just those disgusting obnoxious like if tweets. Those, if and those crazy things do happen, though, uh, and the you, Browns make the playoffs, they're winning the Super Bowl because that's blessed. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers had a really kooky like playoff scenario like that. I think it was like four years ago, and literally everything happened in it except for the very last thing that was the Chiefs needed to lose to the Chargers in a game where the Chiefs didn't play their starters. Oh yeah, that was our backup game. Yeah, Chase and Daniels. then the Chiefs still won with their backups. And the Chargers were playing to get into the playoffs, but the Chargers still lost, and they kept the Steelers out. So stuff like that can happen. The, the, the one thing that's not going to happen is the tie, unfortunately. Everything else could happen, realistically. But. Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyway, I was off I was off the rails there for half a second. But so many times you see the Browns fans like, oh, maybe next year, blah, blah, blah. Or the dejected Browns fans not really can. I Saturday night when I worked, again, People coming in in Browns gear, excited for the game, happy about meaningful Browns football in December. There was a lot of wholesome, some cockiness, but a lot of wholesomeness. And then they won. And, yeah, the Steelers won, knocked them out. But this is the first time, like, there's legitimate hope for the future. Like, this is a team that could battle for the division next year. That's fine. Like, they're going to battle for the division next year. Here's my thing. Why did I have to hear them for the last, like, 18 years? <laughs> like, I understand, like, you know, like, I understand the whole, like, okay, yeah, next year, they're going to be up there. I don't know what's going to happen with Pittsburgh. We don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is going to stick around. The Cincinnati Bengals are done. Oh, no, they're 100% done, especially when Hugh Jackson right. becomes their head coach. They're done. It's going to be interesting with Baltimore and, and Lamar Jackson. 
So, yeah, the Browns are realistically going to be in the mix to contend in the AFC North next year. But that's, like, next year. So why the last 18 years have I had to deal with... We're going to beat you this time, yeah, Steelers. why? Why couldn't they just... Why couldn't they just take my good friend... Take my my good friend Dwayne The Rock Johnson's advice and just know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> like, why couldn't they do it? Why did I have to sit through the last 18 years of, you know, when we lose on a last-second field goal to, like, a really good playoff team? <laughs> and they laugh. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I'm like, man. man, like, shut up. Well, Please. Again, it's maybe it's not you, Kuiper, but other Steelers fans are uh, very <sighs> St- – Steeler fans suck. I hate Steelers fans. And, and, and I most, hate them. Most Steelers fans, especially the ones that you hate, are the ones that m- most Browns fans have to live and deal with yeah, in this I area. Know. I know. So they, I, I don't – I'm not partial. Just because I'm a Steelers fan doesn't mean I like and promote, like, the behavior <laughs> of some Steelers fans. Some Steelers fans are just very, very blind to – reason and obnoxious and they're spoiled and that type of stuff which i try you know i know that i'm probably a little overly pessimistic but i think it balances out i still hate browns fans though no it's understandable um well i'm glad that we have one that supports our show and likes us enough to give us money so i appreciate that yeah no and despite me ragging on his team every if everything happens in week 16 like craziness, and we go into week 17 needing a tie, you best bet Baker Watch next week is going to be lit as fuck. I'm going to be hyping the fuck out of the... You're going to come down <gasps> here. Oh, no, it's Colt... Is it... Colt Dolphins the name game? Yeah. The Colts Titans. Colts Dolphins. Okay. All right, Colts Titans. We, we can talk about that game if it ties. Uh... I had my head. I had my hand to the side, like side of the mic, like I wasn't trying to put it into the mic. But I bet the mic still picked up what I just said to Kuiper. Probably, it's fine though. It is what it is. Um, what were we talking about? You weren't talking about the Colts, were you? C- Corey, what you doing? Nothing. <laughs> okay. In the meantime. <laughs> In the meantime, Matt, where can they find us? Well, there's a Twitter. <laughs> there's a Twitter.com slash. F-A-D-P-O-D Did you just say F-A-D-P-O-D? You're darn skippy toot and I did What do you need? YouTube Twitter.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D We post there more often than other social media Like Facebook.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D On Facebook we post about our fad pod picks every week Corey did the best. I think all of us are six and eight. Corey went eight and two or something. No, Corey went nine, nine and nine and four. Nine and four. You guys went six and eight. Six and, and eight. Then, uh, we all have the Saints going in tonight. You guys want to switch? No. No, I'm not switching. No, I'm not switching tonight. I'll just try to catch back up next week. So you can follow us on Facebook for that. Uh, our we have a Patreon. Our segment that we just did going through our Patreons. Angries, Tom, Ben, we love the three of you a lot. Boom stands will be coming soon, I hope. Um, I think we have one for sure. Um, that's going to be coming in pretty soon. Justin said that like he has one already. He's going to get the other three pretty soon. Oh, I guess. okay, that's weird. Because yeah, I, I, I thought I was ordering. Just, them. I, mean, I just wasn't I hope really... we. I hope we don't end up with like eight boom stands because I'm ordering them. I wasn't really listening to Justin. Oh. I was talking because that's usually what I do. Oh, so. 
Fair enough. Because like I'm the one that I was gonna be the one that ordered them, so I hope he doesn't because that'd be weird. Anyway, um, our Patreon.com/slash/fadpod. You can support us at the one dollar, five dollar, or ten dollar level. One dollar. I mean, any you don't have to support us at anything. If if you just subscribe to us and give us five stars and likes on like iTunes, Google Play, Podcasts.com, where we uh, host out of, that helps immensely. The ability, uh, but if you want to give extra, that's what our Patreon's for, and it's helping. Like I just talked about, we get our boom stands, extra support. We have deep cuts. We record bonus segments every week. Uh, anytime we want to talk about something, even extra. With the mics on, we save it as a fad pod deep cut, TM patent pending, and you what can it, listen to that at the $10 level. Want to know what we talked about today? Fucking pay us. I thought you were actually going to say it. Nope. And then you said that, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, that's what oh. if you want to know. I We talked about some good stuff, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like our deep cuts. Angriest likes our deep cuts. Um I don't know if Ben listens to him. He should. He wants the. He, he pays for him. He pays he for the pay deep for cuts. Um, they're a good time. You, you you lots of stories ranging from drunken adventures in cities to Smash Brothers to. That's all I can tell you. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally all. You never have to pay us again. Yeah, I mean that's literally it. every week you get a a drunk story, of course, because we're alcoholics here on Fad Pod. Um, what? Everyone except Kuiper. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> a good boy. Um, yeah, I I love what we do, and I love that people love that we do it. So if people really love us and they want to give us the stuff that we love, which is uh, assurance on social media, <laughs> where would uh, validation wait, validation on Twitter? Oh, our regular Twitters. We put those in the regular handles. Um, we have at real Nate Kuiper. That's right. At Corion Sports. Yep. I'm at It's a Me Lefty. Jusby is the Jusby. The Jusby at the Jusby, and you can follow us for sports hot takes and whatever else we ever feel like talking about. That's right. That's right. So, um, and of course, uh, uh, we all take turns sometimes doing the the Fad Pod Twitter, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, I am supposed to be in charge of the Facebook page. I do a terrible job. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I every three weeks I update fad pod picks every three weeks. Um, and with that being said, I think oh, did you <laughs> hope you all uh, <laughs> enjoyed uh, that close. So we, we don't have Justin here to help us end an episode. What do we do? I love you, Corey. What do we do? Ooh, that's a butt. <laughs>